You're listening to the John Clark Cast, formerly the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist and a brand builder, marketing consultant, and a guide for therapists trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. So glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. All right, Jake Kramer is on the show with us this morning. First of all, thank you for your patience with my technological everything this morning, complete fallout, but I'm lucky you're a nice guy uh, and a patient guest. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm excited to to talk to you and uh, I've already been spreading the the good word about the work that you guys do and um, uh, people are already following up because they, yeah. they want a killer website and good help is hard to find. So it's been fun to see people already, you know, you know, catching on and, um, and getting in touch with you guys, but say a little bit about kind of who you are. How did you get into this stuff? And, um, tell us a little bit about, uh, artillery. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I was born at a very young age. Um, like, <laughs> my horrible terrible startup joke love it <laughs> i met john he's the founder of artillery uh, about six or seven years ago now we're both musicians okay um and we were kind of in a band together and um one one day our drummer couldn't make it and he just kind of flaked out and bailed or something i don't know and we had to do this like fiddle thing um, i played the, the fiddle the violin um and he he just happened to listen to like that one song and he asked me to be in a country band and so we were kind of in this band together for a while I would not have picked you for a fiddle player. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I'd pick anyone as a fiddle player, but you definitely not. But I like that. I like the surprise. In my home office, there's like, I have it hanging up behind me. It's like, ask me about it. That gives away. Yeah, right. It's not just for, it's not just a decoration. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But anyway, long story short, uh, we became really close friends, still are, obviously, um, and kind of moved in, into this WordPress web design space. Mm-hmm. And I just really took to it. John is very much a creative entrepreneur through and through. He's developed several products and courses to help folks. His biggest passion is getting turning people into entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. me being one of those people. I'm kind of his, uh, his guinea pig or Petri dish or whatever you want to call <laughs> it. But he's he's constantly been trying to do that for other folks. And so he has this course called break into web that, that actually helps folks do as it says, break into web. And, cool. and, and that's kind of his passion. And my passion is more kind of the, the business side of things and running an operation and customer service and mm-hmm. systems and processes and stuff like that. So that's kind of how our, uh, our relationship works. Um, we both kind of have our own separate, uh, things going on, but artillery is kind of our joint main venture, I guess you could say. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I wanna I wanna talk more about the process because part of what stood out in my experience. So artillery, Jake and his team did my new website, the new John Clark brand. Um and part of what was really impressive to me was the process. It's really easy to I guess not have a process or lose people and lose <laughs> their faith in you really quickly by not having your act together. And I never felt like that was the case with you guys. In fact, I felt like, okay, they've clearly done this enough to know exactly how to, how to keep, keep me organized and keep, uh, you know, keep everything, um, kind of neat and tidy. And so that was a real relief to me. Um, but I want to hear about the process in a minute, but also can you break down just real basic, like kind of the roles? And I wanted to ask you this difference between like a web developer and a web designer and then how a project manager like Haley fits in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So John, he kind of coined the word diviner. Uh, developer, Perfect. designer. Uh, and then there's, of course, hardcore developers, full stack developers, designers, graphic designers, web designers. There's all kinds of different different ones, just like you can specialize in um, being a certain type of doctor or a certain type of mechanic mm-hmm. uh, or a certain type of home builder, whatever it may be. So to answer your question directly, a developer is usually someone who doesn't look at the aesthetics of things. They don't look at the fonts, the colors, how things fit together. They just work on functionality, making sure that it works properly. Whereas the designer 
they're focused on the aesthetics and the flow and how it looks visually. So a designer might work more in a program like Photoshop or Illustrator. And a developer, they're the coders. They're the ones who, who hop in and kind of bring it to life, I guess you could say. So they, they are very important for each other. Um, of course, designers think that they're the most important and developers think that they're the most important, but that's just the way it goes. But um, the way that we kind of roll is, is we, we do do both of those dynamics and we, both, we use both of those too. But with Divi, and I'll get into this in a second, kind of mm -hmm. our process, but Divi allows the design and development to kind of mesh a little bit together so that you can make these tweaks on the run if, if things pop up. So in your case, John, I know we had a couple tweaks to the homepage. Traditionally, that'd be very difficult to do because a developer might, you know, code it together and and then it'd be stuck. And it's like, hey, I actually want to switch this section down here. You may say, like, ah, well, that's that's really tough. And it's still it's not easy now, but it's a lot easier than it used to be. So mm -hmm. used to be very separate, still is quite a bit separate, especially for really big projects and customized things, but with the things that we do, especially Divi. Um, diviner is kind of the, the word that we like, I like to it. yeah i like it there's there's clearly people that gravitate you know pretty heavily toward the developing part and think in uh that kind of engineering way um we also know that's a it's a different part of the brain and people listening to this show know you know the psychologists and whatnot who work uh and and study neuroscience know it's a different part of the brain but the two, like you said, have to kind of work in harmony, right? And the part yeah. of what I realize is like you, a, a developer can be very limited by the the platform itself or by the tools available, and that limits the design right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely can. And we always say that good design solves problems. Mm -hmm. And if you're not actively trying to solve a problem, and I know we'll get to to more of this in a second as well, but then then it's really pointless. I mean, you can make something really flashy and fancy that's just completely worthless. Um, we've all seen buildings that, that have things weird sticking out and they kind of make the front mm -hmm. page, but that's expensive and it, and it doesn't really lead anywhere and it doesn't really inspire anyone to take an action. So, so solving an action or solving mm -hmm. a problem, rather, is kind of our main goal and yeah. why we why we. Yeah. It's all about what you need the website to do, right? I mean, that's that's the other thing that I think commonly gets overlooked. And the, the problem we have in our industry is therapists that are trying to do too much with their website. You know what I mean? Where you, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> you yeah. land and there's like a seven, 17 options in the menu <laughs> and five calls to action and 10 like icons floating around with different flashing things and an opt-in over here and an opt-in over here. And it's like you you're for a therapist you really just need to get someone on the phone. That's really the purpose of your website is to mm -hmm. function almost like a landing page, in my opinion, um, for people to go, what is this about? Um, what kind of impression do I have of this business right off the bat? And then where do I go to, to call? Where do I take the next step? And a lot of therapists completely miss the mark on that and just overwhelm people and inundate them with too much. Um, and then they lose people. Even if you have all sorts of traffic coming into your site, you, you can very easily lose people. So, um, well, real quick about the process, walk us through, like, what are the big pieces and how did you all come to like creating the process that you, that you use now? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. And, and one that we always try to try to explain right off the bat. Um, cause people, cause you know, building a website and, and especially paying a big chunk of change or, or a little chunk of change, I mm -hmm. guess, to build, to get a website built is kind of a scary process. And so our process is to really help, uh, the layman or the client really understand how how it works. It's not as scary as it may seem. Um, and so having a really solid process as a web developer, as, as any business really, is absolutely key and, and listing that really comfortably, whether it's in your, your proposal or on your website itself, uh, is something that we really take really seriously. So our, our process um, is, is strategy first, and we really focus on the story brand concept. We'll get to that more in a mm -hmm. second, too. I keep saying yeah. that, but we will. Yeah. And, um, and the <laughs> and story we, brand. We t I talk a lot about story brand on the show. So a lot of people have either heard of it or done, they've actually created brand scripts with me in the copywriting work I do with therapists. So yeah, you're, exactly. you're right on target there. Yeah, totally. Mystorybrand.com. <clears throat> get started on your brand script. Usually when folks ask us about copywriting, um, we don't offer that. And I guess I should say 
artillery. And I guess um, one thing that kind of helped us with this process is kicking out the things that that we just weren't really professionals or, or really, really solid at. So we read this yeah. book called Built to Sell by John Warlow, and then he has a follow-up to that called The Automatic Customer. Yep. And reading, I've got that right here somewhere. Nice. Yeah, those are like our manifestos, uh, at least John's manifesto, I guess you could say. But he, he and, and as well as several others, like Good to Great kind of has his hedgehog concept and the whole hedgehog concept of um, master, you know, master of all trades, um, or jack of all trades, master of none, right? Okay, that's you know, the hedgehog concept. Yeah, the opposite of that. The hedgehog okay. concept is be really, really good at one thing, be the best in the world at one thing. Yep. Um, and so, okay, back to our processes, uh, we we really focus on strategic web design, persuading people to take action. And so, strategy is a huge part of that. That's that's number one. We have every lead fill out a strategy questionnaire. It's almost like kind of our free gift back to back to our our, our leads as well. There's some really good questions and stuff that, that is automatically emailed to anyone who fills it out. And that just really helps us both mm-hmm. get a get a really good profile on, on on the business, on the brand, on the aesthetics, et cetera. So that's strategy. That's number one. Number two, we move into what's called wireframing. That's kind of the blueprint. We make a lot of metaphors and analogies and, and, and the wireframe just really helps us get the structure right. So making sure that the sections are in the right place, that the basic flow of the website is working right. So if we want a, a home hero, and then if we want the services right away or the mission statement right away, or maybe we want some posts right away if it's a blog, really blog-heavy site. So getting those sections right is key, especially from that brand script uh, and from the strategy. So number three, then, is design. We'll actually mock it up, make sure that it looks exactly what it looks like um, when we build it. And that's kind of the fun part. That's when we add the, the colors, the fonts, etc. Then, of course, we move into uh, the development phase where we actually build it, test it, launch it, and then maintain it down the road. So that's our process. What what really stood out to me was the fact that um, yeah that you all were de- were basically developing the I shouldn't use the word developing to confuse people but designing the the homepage um, on Photoshop before before it would actually get built on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, that really helps. It seems like an extra step. Uh, but it's more preparedness, and we're, we're, we really stress that at, at Artillery, I suppose, yeah. and and making sure that that expectations are being met. Manage, managing people's expectations, especially if someone's never done this before, had right. a professional website designed, giving it to them in slow slow pieces really allows sure. them to, to to understand the grasp of it, take it seriously, and yeah. and it, and it feels a little bit more real too. If you're handed these deliverables down the road, I know a lot of folks especially with Divi now, because Divi is so great to, to, and flexible, mm-hmm. they'll just grab the content and then shoot the client a first draft of the whole site. Right. And, and there's like, that may be like, oh yeah, it's so much faster, but it's really not because then the editing phase lasts for three times as long because you got to move all these sections. Anyway, yeah. so that's, that's why we do it's things. It's basically crunching the design and development phase into one and just hoping you nail it and then <laughs> having to yeah. work backwards. And basically, like it's like delivering someone a house and everything's been built and the walls are already covered up with drywall. And then they're like, oh, but I wanted a wall over here. Exactly. And a exactly. door over right. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's expensive to knock that wall down. Yeah, exactly. In the blueprint phase. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, it's like, it's like trying to build a house with a bunch of pre-cut lumber and yeah. going, okay, we've, we've only got this many two by fours, so we're just going to have to build a wall here or not here versus going in a perfect world, like let's create the vision and then, and then work up, work around the materials and then order the materials and get the lumber and, you know, cut everything to size. So it's really, uh, it's, it's just was really a neat process for me. And you also have to kind of understand that like, it's a fairly low bar, I think for therapists and the websites that are out there and that are created, the, the, I think the most common process is, yeah, we'll build you a website, send us which pages you want. And do you like either pastels or like hard colors or like, you know, bold colors, yeah. and then we'll make a website. And for a lot of therapists, they go, cool. They're just excited to see their name on a website for the first time and go, Oh, I yeah. think, yeah, this looks nice and it's pretty and it's, it's mine. Um, but I, you guys do much higher level work than that. So it's, and again, it's been neat that the therapists who have reached out, I think are a bit higher level in, in, in realizing what they need out of a website and realizing the difference between, um, just, you know, just kind of like unflattering, 
web design uh, yeah. versus web design where you go, wow, that's if I've got 10 therapist websites open in a, in a window, um, you know, I feel like an artillery site's going to stand out um, pre- pretty much every time. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is not meant to be just me talking, raving about artillery, <laughs> but that happens. Um, let's talk about the importance uh, or the, the important elements of an effective website and, and what mm-hmm. you guys have seen. And if you can boil it down a little bit for therapists, given that for most people, it's a brick and mortar business. It's a practice where, again, the point is to get people to click and call. So fill us in. Just on the most important elements of, of designing or, or just having elements on the website. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the big thing that we kind of say is on every website, there should be two calls to action. And it should be very clear uh, within two or three seconds who you are and what you offer. Um, However, we also want to make sure that we're not making the whole site about you. It's not about you. It's Mm -hmm. not about us. It's it's about the hero of the story, the true hero, Mm -hmm. which is your client, your customer. Um, And solving their problems solves yours. Um, Their their furthered success solves yours and speaking from ours as well. So every client that we have <clears throat> that their business grows, that furthers our success and we take that very seriously. Um, and so kind of with that, we, we have a few elements that we almost require for each site. And that's very clearly, very, very factually state what you do and, and, and maybe how you do it better mm-hmm. than, than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I know, John, you had a really solid tagline. Um, that really stood out, and it's very clear what you do, and, and, and it makes it, it, it very easy to, to connect with you, uh, as well as solid photography um, that, that also leads to that. What um, do you do if people don't have those elements, like a tagline or some nice photos or decent copy? It's usually a little bit more of a struggle if they yeah. don't. Uh, we usually really push trying to invest in solid photos and video. Um, that really separates someone from someone else. So we, we usually like to say uh, your perception determines your reception. So how you're perceived very much determines how you're received. If you walk into a sales meeting with sweatpants on, you're not going to be received very well. And, and the same goes for a website that, that doesn't function how someone might expect. Um, in a consumer world where there's these big corporations that, um, that we use a ton of their products and we're going to their sites all the time, like Amazon, Apple, we become accustomed to the UI and, or the user interface and the user experience mm-hmm. of these sites that are worth millions and millions of dollars. And so when we come to a site that's DIY or maybe not done so well, we notice. Yeah. And, and it really turns us off and we either bounce so quickly or, 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 or we just don't even click into the page further. And so having a, little, a couple of tricks that really help with that is huge. Um, StoryBrand talks about the transitional call to action versus what they yep. call the marry me call to action, mm-hmm. um, allowing people to to date you. I guess you could say um, they can, he kind of has this thing in the in the book where you know um, business says to client, "Will you marry me?" Client says, "No, not yet." Will you date me again? Yeah, can well, we sure. Keep touch? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that leads to that as well, and making sure that you have something that someone can can date you or continue to date you exactly. is, is as well. Well, yeah. and a lot of therapists are also missing out on, um, and part of what my team does. So I help get the words right. I help with the strategy part, with the copywriting part, and then my team gets more traffic to the site. Um, a lot of therapists are missing out on developing a lead magnet or even understanding the idea of a lead magnet and going, if I'm going to get all these extra people to my site and some portion of them, portion of them are ready to get started now, which is great, but some are not, but but you want an opportunity to keep in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Right? So making sure that that's really clear as well. So whether your transitional call to action is either learn more or meet Jake or um, download the free whatever. Um, right. It's, you know, therapists really need to be thinking more about list building and, um, and finding ways to stay in touch with those people who were not quite ready to convert. Absolutely. Yeah. And that could be, um, you could be creative with it. It can be um, free 30 minute session, or it can be download this for us, for example, on our website, it's seven tips to an effective landing page that kind of walk through several of these simple concepts that we're kind of going through here. Um, but making sure that you are at least catching their attention to, to, to take an action that they can receive something or, or, or be inspired to take another action. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I I encourage therapists to just 
to not overthink it when it comes to developing a lead magnet and just think of what's a common question that my audience has and let me answer that in a seven step whatever checklist quiz whatever go to canva create something nice and colorful and branded and and be done with it uh, and to refresh your lead magnet every couple of months that would be mm-hmm. best practice we should all be doing that um and you know for that traffic that is coming back or wasn't interested in our lead magnet originally. So there's just, there's a lot of missed opportunities there. Um, when you think about like, um, I guess common mistakes you see on websites, uh, especially as it relates to, again, like a, a brick and mortar practice, like a therapist, um, what do you see out there? Absolutely. Um, yeah, like you mentioned before, there's, there's, there's kind of been this switch, especially recently of, of websites and, and what a website really is. Um, and what it used to be is, especially with WordPress, which WordPress now powers 28% of the internet, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Squarespace powers something like 0.02 or something wow. crazy small. So WordPress is this huge open source platform that allows users to do a lot of things. Um, and what it used to be is, is folks would, would purchase a theme for 20 bucks or 50 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever, a template. And then they'd kind of cram their content into that template. And, and then as that template breaks down, because it's not a recurring thing, the automatic customer by John Warelow, yeah. right? Um, those developers usually overseas would just, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't update the site. It would break. WordPress would continue to update. Popular plugins would continue to continue to update, but that theme would break. And then people would get hacked. Their site would get broken. And then within two years, they'd have a completely worthless piece of crap versus um, having something that's kind of custom built. How it used to be done is it had to be completely built by someone very expensive, a developer building it from scratch. Well, along comes Divi, who charges monthly, um, that usually an agency will cover the cost of, like us, and, mm-hmm. and they help us kind of build, that help, I guess, conquer these biggest mistakes that you see on websites. And a few of those that we see is the lack of attention of taking the user on a journey and leading them on that journey through clear calls to actions, call them CTAs, calls mm-hmm. to actions, um, and clear and concise content. Um, and, and with that comes that investment in professional photos and video. If someone lands on your site and then three, three seconds, they don't trust you, uh, they're gone. And, and if you don't have a clear call to action, being confident in what you, what you offer, what, what you, if, if it, if it looks like you haven't spent the time to develop a plan, to develop a process and have some type of action in place to really serve your customers, your customers are not stupid. They're going to pick up on it. They're going to know it's it's a DIY site, and they're going to bounce. They're going to find someone else, especially in a in an. I mean, we're we're fifteen hundred miles apart right now, and we're on a call for a podcast. Therapy sessions are gonna are gonna move that way, and and if you don't step up in any industry, um, we're gonna get behind. Yeah, and we got to make sure that we we focus on that. Definitely. Um, well, they, yeah, and, and they already are. And in most, there's a a big portion of therapy consumers that when they look for a new therapist, guess where they go first? They go to Google, right? right. They open their laptop and they say Detroit, Michigan therapist, and then they and then they they click command click and open up five different tabs of therapist websites and go, okay, who's this guy? No, who's this person? No, this website looks absolutely terrible no um so they they want their decision they want their process to be over as quickly as possible it is i i liken it to the process of dating <laughs> yeah like, i've got these tabs open and i'm like this is not fun i don't like you know i don't like small talk i don't like going on these first dates with therapists or with their websites and going oh do you get me are we gonna have chemistry or is this gonna be awkward as hell yep. and they want it to be over so you you yeah. want your website to encourage that process to move along you know, I was saying last week um, that your 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 site and really your homepage should function like a almost like a pop song, like a good pop song. You should kind of yeah. leave them wanting more, right? So yeah. that you can get that person on the phone. So um, I'd rather err on the side of brevity and clean design and big calls to action that repeat than confusion, trying to fit all these words in, trying to explain everything that we do and all these different services and options and groups yeah. that we offer and all this stuff. So, um, and, yeah, yeah. And just think about some of the most popular taglines of like even the 20th century, the 21st century got milk. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a little, that kind of falls on a little bit of the ambiguous side of things, but think yeah. of all the, you know, we had a company who, who, who wanted to say like, you know, got branding and it's just like, okay. But, but <laughs> the point is like, 
brevity makes them wanting more that's and, right and making it clear and simple you know cruise by florida georgia line is four chords the whole song yeah. i'm a yeah. musician so i geek out about that type of things yeah. but it went what 10 times diamond or something yeah. like that it's the most popular song of all time apparently yeah um which is insane i mean we we live in a world that's that's compressed apple's logo is think different or mm-hmm. tagline yep nike's is just do it mm-hmm. um Keep it simple. Keep it concise. Yeah. Make people want more. Absolutely. I say um, good taglines should intrigue, inspire, or excite people and absolutely leave them wanting a little bit more or just leave them going, okay, that's kind of interesting. Even if they go, I don't completely understand what got milk means, but yeah. um, I'm willing to learn a little bit more. But, and al- it's, yeah, go ahead. but also notice, I will say that each one of those taglines is very intentionally mm-hmm. asking the client, the hero of the story, a question. It's not, we were established in 1945 and my great, great grandpa, it's just do it. That's you. Think different. That's you. Got milk. That's you. And making sure that they understand those big companies. They know, they understand, they they spend millions of dollars on R&D to understand this stuff. They're making the hero, the hero. Yep. Uh, that's key. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of therapists are, are still getting confused, like their tagline and a mission statement, or even just a, a sub tagline or something that explains more about what you do. So yesterday I was um, working with a therapist and he's probably listening. Um, he was doing so much right with his website. He's got this really, really nice looking website, super clean. He's used some story brand stuff. We did a brand script. And the first thing we saw over the hero image was, um, you know, counseling and psychotherapy for teens and adolescents in the Portland, Oregon area. And then right below it was this great tagline, helping young people thrive, Mm. something like that. So it was positioned. It was just, we just had to reverse it. Right. And we had to talk about like, you don't dive right in and go, these are basically the features of the product, right? It's like Apple, you land in them going, um, this is how much memory your phone has or this is how yeah exactly you know, right this is how big the new ipad is and then yeah. being like think it di- but think different <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you john john um john talks about this all the time as yeah. well and we we just kind of imagine a lot like john and i go on runs a lot and we geek out about this stuff of course but we're going on a run and we're thinking you know when the ipad first came out you know, the developers and the engineers are like, oh, we got to put on, you know, 10, 10 gigs of, uh, of, of flash storage and, and, you know, four gigs of RAM. And people care about that stuff. And this is the retina to screen and this is the display. And Apple's marketing team's like, no, 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 no. You know, what, what they, they just did, like, your life here yep. or something yep. like that. You know, just well, the first gorgeous photo that just makes people go, oh, yep. click. And then they got them. Well, the iPod was not the first portable music player. There, there was already other companies that had been yeah, first to market. Yeah, the Zune, right? The Zune, yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Had like three songs, and you had to upload like three more like the next day if you wanted to take different music to school. <laughs> Be like, yeah. dude, are you listening to R. Kelly again? Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm maxing out. Like, <laughs> I've only got room for three and a half songs. Top three songs, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, but, but they. So Apple came along and there was already portable music players out there, but the way that Apple positioned it was not, um, you know, get the, get our new, um, music player and it it holds six songs or 600 songs or whatever has this many megabytes. Apple came along and said, um, you know, a hundred songs in your pocket. Yep. Or some, something to that effect, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually just watched Steve Jobs, uh, documentary on Netflix yesterday. And Mm -hmm. I remember them saying like, especially Steve Jobs saying like the iPod isn't just customizable to you. The iPod is you. It's a digital fingerprint of you and your music is you. And that just inspired this huge wave of, of, um, of just self identity. And again, he knew the hero of the story was the customer. And if Mm -hmm. they, he could connect that with them, the nostalgia, the, um, the the beauty of it. Um, that's what, Man, the world's first trillion dollar company. That's insane. Yeah. It's just a little spark of something that, um, yeah, that resonates with people. And you're going to have opportunities after that spark to describe what it is and what you do. And in Apple's case, this, the specifications and the features of their products, if you want to go deeper, right? And even if you were to navigate their website right now, right now and do that, it takes a couple steps to get to all of the, 
um, specifications and the RAM and the memory of this MacBook Pro and yep. whatever, because they know that that's, um, that's not what they lead with. And so for therapists, again, just bringing it back home, that's not what you should be leading with either. You don't, you don't lead with the features and, and details and, and nitty gritty of your product. Yep. That's a great way to lose people. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the villain of the story isn't going to be solved by five gigs of RAM. Right. Uh, the villain of the story is is self identity and, and and who knows what you know finding that villain and, and making sure that you're connecting with that is, is absolutely key. Yeah. For a therapist, story brand fits so nicely because we are helping therapy clients along in their story and telling their story and retelling it in a different way. And ultimately, we are we're focusing on creating transformation, right? And again, that's what, if you're creating a brand script, you look at how this character goes from what to what, how they, how you help and how you and your product help them end in success and avoid failure. So at a very basic level, even if you don't go, go deeper into what a brand script looks like, you can think about what's the transformation that my product creates or that I help create in my clients and even think about that and do some brainstorming and you could pull a tagline or some copy out of just thinking that way yeah. off the bat. So what else? Um, I know you had some notes. So I want to give you the chance to uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, deliver what else is on your notes. Sure. Yeah. One of the questions you asked is why do you think it's important to have a professionally made website? We kind of t- touched on that a little bit. Um, and I kind of said like your perception determines your reception, the whole idea of, of your sales guy in sweatpants, but it goes a little bit beyond that. Um, you know, if your website looks cluttered, disorganized and cheap, so does your brand. And it kind of, it kind of blows my mind that some folks will spend, you know, X amount of dollars to get their truck wrapped in their logo, or they'll even spend $40,000 a year, $40,000 a year on a sales guy. And it's like, your website's going to convert so much more people than that guy. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't want to spend however, three, five, whatever grand yeah. on, on a professionally made website that is the lifeblood of your business. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell I get excited about this stuff. It's 2018. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I mean, your customers are Googling you. Yeah, they are. They're Googling your competition and yeah. they're going to pull up two tabs. And how many times have you gone to a website and, and, and you, you pull it up or even a Facebook page and, and, or even a podcast, you just, you, you look at the, the, the art and you're just like, that's DIY. Yeah, make a I'm quick decision. Next. Yep, exactly. And, and your customers are doing the same thing. Right. They are. Um, yeah. It's, it's huge. I mean, that's, you could basically host my podcast cause you're saying all the same <laughs> things that I'm saying, just kind of making me happy cause the listeners are like either John paid this guy to come on and like reinforce story no, brand, no strong no calls to action, a good tagline yep. <laughs> or this is legit information, right? It works. It, it converts people. I mean, yeah. you know, it, 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 it works. It's what yeah. business used to thrive. I mean, it's, necessary absolutely can you talk about logos for a second so i made a video on youtube called your website is only as good as your logo Mm. right so i think well and i've said the same thing about copy right right um but when you all think about a logo or even as you all do logo design as well right we do okay yeah so what what should people look for in a good logo and what would you do if you had (laughs) <laughs> like a really a high insight with a crappy logo or maybe mm-hmm. a really good logo, but in context, it doesn't really, it doesn't really deliver. Like what, just talk about logos. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So your logo kind of is the start, right? It's, it's kind of the heart of your business. Um, and the correlations between the website and the logo and your office space are so well connected, or at least they should be that, you can't miss it. Folks will, will catch on to that. Mm-hmm. Your logo is everywhere. It's like it's like a handshake, or it's like a uh, fingerprint, your digital mm-hmm. fingerprint on, on 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 your on the web or or wherever. Um, and making sure that it fits the aesthetics of who you are is absolutely key. And, and that goes way beyond just the font and the colors, but making sure that um, that the story that you want to tell is reflected within that logo is absolutely key and and spending the time to really invest in that story. Um, because usually what we do, I guess when we're building websites and strategizing, if someone has a logo, that's kind of where we pull almost everything out of. Right. That is, that's, 
that's the that's expensive part, right? That's what's on your business cards. That's what's on your billboard. That's what's on your Facebook page, your Twitter, your Instagram account. That's everywhere. That's what people know. That's your face. That's the face of your business. You're gonna spend, you know, I don't know, several thousand dollars on a nose job or or whatever a lot of folks do because you know celebrities, right? I'm talking about mm-hmm. celebrities, not us everyday. <laughs> Because that's their business. Their face is their business. And your logo is your business. And that's, yeah. that's, that's your, your logo thumb. Is, is the face of your business. Yeah, it's, oh man, I, I was talking last week again when I was, um, so I was in Northern Michigan with the, doing this uh, therapist retreat, basically called Slow Down School. And, um, you know, about half the room had a professionally designed logo and half didn't. Um, and then out of those that did, I was kind of doing some polling because I, I, I think you, there's a felt experience between even a $50 logo and mm. a $500 logo or a thousand dollar logo, or, um, in, in my case, it was a couple grand, right? And I, to me, I see and feel that in the logo and in the different iterations we have and in the details. And if you dive deeper into things, like for instance, on my logo, you, you wouldn't, necessarily perceive this or see it at first glance but the period is the same has been designed to be the same exact size as the the um, dot above the j and then that circle we actually use to carve out the c to carve out the o so like these fine little details or like the l is in line with the o is little things like this and And yeah and that seems really nerdy and it seems really yeah yeah, it is but but if you okay (laughs) listeners out there google the breakdown of the Apple logo. Yeah. And look at the circles that the, yeah. that the developers and the designers drew. I mean, it's, it's not so much like an OCD thing or, or anything like that. Like it's almost uncanny how the eye is just drawn to something that is balanced. Yep. Symmetry balance. Yeah. yeah. And if you have two periods or you have a font that maybe was kind of trendy in 2012 or something, or, or you have something that maybe the drop shadow is a little too fierce or, or something that someone just who hasn't done this a thousand times, the 10,000 hour rule, right, just wouldn't yep. necessarily pick up on. And, and those little subtleties, those is what separate, um, yeah, good from the great, exactly. They're, they're perceived unconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. again, it's not you just look at it and go, oh, I know that little circle is the same size as the opening of the sea, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. But you look at it a little bit deeper and there's something almost gratifying uh, about seeing those little details and experiencing them. And if you have a timeless and a great logo, I think it's going to pay off dividends. And it's one of those things that um, it's, it's, it's an asset of your business that you can and should be repeating in all sorts of places, whether it's your social media posts or uh, merchandise or whatever. Um, at some point you might do a rebrand or even a light rebrand or like a brand refresh. But, um, again, it's one of those things that if you really, if you can really nail it the first time around, it's going to be an asset to your business that you're really not going to have to touch for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads into the third question that you had for me, which the question was, what's an easy way to make your website look more professional? And we've been talking about this quite a bit, but John, I love your logo. I mean, it's very clear that you spent the time and, and, and had the strategy in place to make sure that it was a strong foundation of who you were as a, mm-hmm. as a business, as a person, as a, as a guy. Um, and then what we were able to do with that is we were able to kind of craft something that reflects that. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no frills with your logo. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no little, mascot waving little, bird, little birds flying out of it or like yeah. <laughs> leaves yeah. falling to the ground all over it or something yeah don't distract people i mean mm-hmm. especially with the landing page and this kind of gets to the question is yeah you know no one cares that you were established in 1945 and your great great grandpa whatever right uh, you're here for your customer limit your landing page to 250 words and yeah. persuade them to take action you know white space solid typography compelling photos these are we say have your content go on a diet Less is more. Yep. Uh, we're, we're in a Twitter age and, yeah. and a snapshot People age. People are skimming. People are skimming, People at, are skimming. at best. People mm-hmm. are skimming your logo. They're skimming yep. your website. Exactly. People don't have time to go, oh, gosh, I could get really fired up about this. I think you, <laughs> you could too. A lot of therapists in particular, like I'll see logos where it's like, 
a tree and then some text and then a tagline and then somehow they're trying to fit like their sub tagline in it and I'm going established 1928 yeah. or something yeah or again like you know serving doing men- serving mental health needs in our community blah 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 and I'm like if that if you if you can't scale a logo right so that logo should be able to be easily perceived by the eyes you know, in the shape of a dime or the size of a dime and also on a banner or like the thing that's behind you. If you're watching on YouTube, um, it should be, it should be able to scale minimum. And if you're working with a designer and maybe they don't know about scale or scalability, like (laughs) that might be something you do as an informed consumer and going, okay, I like this idea, but what happens if we blow it up? Okay. What happens if we make it super small? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And having kind of um, iterations of a logo too, exactly. like having what's called a mark or yeah. an icon, um, which, which allows you to kind of place it in very smaller places, like the corner of, of a page, like on our page, for example, we have our big logo. And then as you scroll, the logo gets out of the way and you can see what's you're supposed to see. Mm-hmm. And it just has that mark that, that is on the wall here. So, um, that's, that's key too, just making sure that's scalable. I love that. Yeah. yeah. What happens if you blow it up? What happens if you shrink it down? Right. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, man, we're on the same page. It's, it's a relief. Um, not that I thought we would get into any arguments today, but you know, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Sometimes I have, we have different views. With that leads on the to some entertaining, some entertaining podcasts. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think again, ultimately, like when you're choosing a web designer or a graphic logo designer, or whatever you want, you want to choose a company or some people where you feel like they've got it and they've they believe the same things I believe about what a good website really looks like. Mm-hmm. And starting with like when I I don't even know how I found artillery. I have no clue. Was it through the Paul Potter site? And if so, I don't even know how I found that site. Yeah, I think it was through that site. Could have been. But it was just, it was just a matter of like, can I see myself in one of these websites or going to the artillery site and being like, okay, if they can make a site that is in this, this genre and of this caliber, then I'm going to be really happy. So. Yeah. um, Yeah. And and it doesn't even have to be like, of course there's professional web designers out there like us. And there's several companies all over the world that do absolutely great work, great work. mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that. I mean, Squarespace, um, is a great option if you're just getting started as well. Sure. Sure. Um, Fiverr, uh, if you need just a, you know, a, a starter logo, you could pay five to 50 bucks for something that's solid. But having these principles and being informed is the key. Whether you're working with someone and paying them 10 grand for a website or three grand for a website, or you're paying 200 for a logo or 2000 for a logo, you still need to have these principles down. This is still 2018. This is yeah. still your, your face. Yeah. Um, and making sure that you understand this as a business owner is one of the most important things that you'll do as a business owner yeah. in this day and age. I, I, um, I compare like choosing or let's say getting help with your SEO, for example, <laughs> um, for therapists, it's for most therapists, it's not a good idea for you to do it yourself. You can, you could spend six months trying to learn it and learn about meta descriptions and keyword research. And oh stuff. yeah. Great. Go for it. Um, or you could pay someone who does it for a living here and does it day in and day out and eats mm-hmm. and breathes this stuff. But for therapists, I talk a lot about being an informed consumer and the same way, like if I go to a mechanic and they're, I need to know roughly how a car works so that when I go and they, and they say, Oh, you need to replace the thingamabob. And I go, I don't think that's a real thing. Or I go, <laughs> I know I just changed my, Oh, I don't need, need to, change to change it again. Flux capacitor machine. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> you're actually going to add one onto your car. I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, you just need to know enough to know what you're looking for, how a car really works, right? How to not get ripped off. And that, you know, speaking uh, of websites, how to create, you know, have a beautiful car, but also one that runs well and pulling in these different people or doing these, you know, addressing the different parts of your website, like you'd address different parts of a car, whether it's the aesthetic or getting things waxed or having, you know, a beautiful looking car and a car that runs well and, and yeah. is built well. We use the phrase being an informed delegate. Uh, it's pretty key. Like we, we use that exact same metaphor with, uh, with a car. So let's say that you have a Ferrari built for you, a really solid website. Well, now the Ferrari's done and you know that it's a great car. Uh, are you going to change the oil? 
Mm-hmm. Well, you just spent this amount of money on a Ferrari. Um, you want it to be absolutely perfect. You know how to change the oil, but you also know that taking it to the best shop in town and having them change the oil for you is going to probably lead to longer parts of the car. The, the mechanic's going to get in there when they're changing the oil, and he's going to be like, oh, hey, your cabin filter, that needs to be changed too. Mm-hmm. Um, you should take a look at that. And having someone that you can trust um, that kind of has a, a fiduciary web developer, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, that has the best, your best options for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause if you're in there making that oil change yourself, sure. It's going to be cheap. Sure. You're going to get it done exactly how you want to get it done. And, and you, and you may be the most informed person about it. Um, but there are people that are a lot cheaper than you may think, um, or a lot more inexpensive than you may think I should say mm-hmm. that, that, that could add a lot more to that, um, that, that you may, um, find a little That's bit more it. helpful with that process. Yeah, exactly. It's just the idea that just because you can do something doesn't mean you necessarily should, but again, you know what the task involves, you know what generally goes into it and you know mm-hmm. how to hire for it. Um, and for therapists, this is another thing I preach is, is knowing, identifying the tasks in your business that only you can do. So if one of those is developing relationships or seeing your clients and creating a killer experience for them, then do those things, right? Um, and, and know when to hire, when and how to hire these other things from people who are doing it all day, every day. So it's it, drawing that line every single day as a business owner is mm-hmm. a big, has a lot to do with therapists who level up and move on and build great businesses and operate like a true business owner versus those that really stay stuck in maybe those who are really not tech inclined trying to learn WordPress over the next six months or whatever and um, getting in over their head and then going, well, I've gone in this deep, so I think I should just keep going and keep, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to code this little button, even though I have no business being in here. Yeah, exactly. John, you so. do this really well. I've noticed that too. And, um, making sure that you are the informed delegate. We always say mm-hmm. like, make, make sure that you're always, you're always keeping an eye on, on the time that you're spending uh, on exactly. a business. Yeah. So for me, that's refining our process. Yeah. That's the thing that I spend the most time on, making sure that our process, step-by-step step, in our handbook that we use for every website is absolutely as up-to-date as possible mm-hmm. and serving the customer the best way that I know how, the most efficient way. My time is not best spent writing blog posts. We outsource exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, my time is not best spent getting into the metadata of things and I build the websites and I'm yeah. not worrying about that stuff because, yeah. um, that's just not something that I want to spend my hours doing and, and being very, very cognizant of what your time is worth. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if you're a therapist and you bill a hundred dollars an hour, exactly, that's what your time is worth. And if you're spending 20 hours building your own website, um, you're losing, you're oh, losing. For sure. big. Yeah, for sure. That's that's precise. I think you could be a business coach for therapists. <laughs> you. you could take over this show and start coaching therapists. And oh man, no way, no way. They would like that. Um, <laughs> no, you keep doing what you're good at. Um, well, man, this has been so fun, and I um, I'm just gonna have to have you on again because we could tap into so much else, and I've fun. got other questions for you. So we're just gonna have to do it. But like I said, um, uh, just from you know, kind of launching my site into the world and having people go, where'd you get that site or who did that site or, or whatever last week at um, Slowdown School, already sent a, a few therapists your way just because again, hard help, uh, good help is hard to find. Um, and I just had a really stellar experience with you guys. So uh, no, no pressure, but uh, <laughs> if you're a therapist that's <laughs> serious about leveling up, leveling, leveling up your brand and speaking without stuttering, then Check out Artillery. Jake, how can people find out about you guys and how can they get in touch? Sure. Just uh, visit us on artillerymedia.com or just Google Artillery Media. Um, hit, up, hit us up on our website. We have a contact form on there. Uh, my email's on there. More information's on there. Um, yeah, we're there. Uh, we'd be happy to, to just hop on the phone with you, even just to chat about some, some best practices too. I love, as you can tell, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, yeah. And I think you had one more question for me about the future of websites. There's one yeah, thing I want to say. All right, let's hear it. Um, it is it is really interesting to to be on kind of the the other side of this thing and, and, and viewing how technology is changing and and understanding that hopping in now and keeping an update and, and constantly mowing your lawn versus ripping it out and putting sod down, which is much more expensive, is is key. And so, you know, 
I think that the future of websites and the future of especially brand and mortar businesses and therapy practice or, 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 or even just, you know, any type of business where folks need to come and visit or, or come to that location is uh, VR is going to be a big thing. That's just mm-hmm. one of the things, putting on VR glasses and being able to view the inside of a, of a therapy practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is just constant expansion of markets. Mm-hmm. Um, with the technology that we have, with the VR that we have, this yeah, call bots. is a great exact. Yeah, yeah, this call is a great example. Um, you you'll be able to reach customers in Sydney, Australia. You'll yeah. be able to serve customers in Zurich, Switzerland. We do, um, and we would have never been able to do that if it weren't for niching down and finding what we're good at, being good at our process. And I think that's the future of of, of therapy in any business is just niching down, find what you're really solid at. The hedgehog concept of mm-hmm. becoming a professional in exactly this one space, and then that leads you to much greater things. Yep, absolutely. It's yeah, we have to let go of certain things in order to really accelerate ourselves in in the right direction, mm-hmm. um, and take our website seriously <laughs> more seriously than ever. So I I agree. I mean, we can do another episode where we talk go deeper into the the future of of websites and, um, and VR and stuff like that. That'd be a yeah. really fun one. And it's going to tap into us like a sub niche of our listeners who are, <laughs> you know, really into their own websites or really kind of willing to nerd out about this stuff versus those that um, might just be getting a website or might just be going, I think I'm ready to get a professional website. So that's, that tends to be the majority in our industry. But, um, you know, the, I think the important part is just to, kind of be where you are in the process and um, get the website you can given where you're at in your business, you mm-hmm. know, and then from there figure out what do I need? Um, what do I need to do next? What's the next level for my website or my, my web visitor? Um, and then having the right strategy to get more people to that website. That's the other thing you got to, got to put gas in the car. So exactly, um, that's a lot of what my team helps with as well. So, well, Hey man, so fun to have you on and um there you have it folks jake kramer from artillery media artillerymedia.com we'll put a link in the show notes and um this this episode will be on youtube as well as itunes and all the audio places in the world but um thanks man this will be out soon and uh look forward to keeping in touch thank you appreciate it quite a bit cheers Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the John Clark Cast. I'm your host, John Clark, licensed therapist, brand builder, marketing consultant, and guide for therapists. I help therapists build a better business without all the overwhelm. Do us a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.